Welcome to Gears Action Growth, shifting business culture one conversation at a time. My name is Christine Mori and I'm joining Dr. Josephine Palermo, whose superpower is to create business cultures that transform organizations team by team. Today, we'll be chatting about remote work and co-working. Hope you get value from it. Hey everybody, so this episode is near and dear to us as we will give you a bit of a tidbit of how co-working has brought us together to eventually creating this podcast. And we met because of Higher Spaces, the co-working space that Josephine co-owns with her business partner, Shu. So when they were looking for a little bit of help over a year ago, I answered an ad, that's it. We met first online with Joe and in person with Shu, and we clicked as humans, yay. And I started to help part-time with running higher spaces. Would you say that's a good overview, Joe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly awesome. what happened. Awesome. So today we'll be discussing a bit about the world of remote work and co-working. In particular, mm-hmm. how much the way we work has changed over the last 10 years, especially now with COVID, the concept of remote work, to what is co-working and what are the benefits of co-working? and how to go about remote work and finding a place to work if you're interested in that. So remote work has been around since the internet connected all of us, but it was a concept that certain industries like tech were able to do. Many industries still required people to go to the office physically. So over the last five years, we've seen a huge explosion of co-working spaces everywhere in the world with more entrepreneurship going on and people starting their own businesses. People way of working have changed and of course COVID we can't speak about this without mentioning the pandemic Mm. what are you thinking Joe absolutely absolutely that the pandemic itself has really massively accelerated a trend that we were seeing anyway towards more flexible arrangements um, in in workplaces and and you know you mentioned tech companies but there were lots of other um, organizations and also solo entrepreneurs who were working remotely and um, really wanted a place, a workspace that was outside of their home. But what COVID did was, you know, created this, you know, incredible situation with lockdowns and restrictions where people experienced something completely different. Um, You know, before the pandemic, um, there were only a few of us in co-working spaces. I think, you know, in Australia, it was something like uh, 8%. During COVID, of course, you had the majority of professionals anyway who could work from home, working from home, and, and and across many states in Australia, that's still the case. So suddenly you had this mass exit out of the cities, out of particularly the CBD, into people's homes and neighborhoods. And, you know, surprise, people loved it. Most people really liked it. Um, And what we see, uh, because there's been a lot of global surveys conducted about this phenomena, because suddenly, you know, everybody's working from home. Um, And when we look at particularly the Australian statistics on this, you you can easily see it because almost seven in 10 Australians have basically said they're really happy with remote working. They have a better satisfaction uh, with their work-life balance and a greater appreciation of the kind of life outside of their workplace. So they've had an overwhelmingly positive experience. And, and that's 
you know, when you think about it, there's been the challenges of having children homeschooled as well and lots of other, you know, challenges in that. But overwhelmingly, people, particularly in Australia, and, and you know, this is kind of, you know, you can see it replicated around the world as well, but particularly in Australia have said, this is great. This is the way I want to work. Um, and, and from, a, I guess, a business owner perspective, we were expecting some drop in productivity, you know, because people had to really quickly get used to technology. They weren't meeting face-to-face -face anymore. But what we found, because that's been measured too, is that the productivity hasn't decreased necessarily. So, uh, and in some ways, and in other ways it's increased because people are tending to work longer hours because they're not commuting. And they're also working in ways that are more flexible and suited to their home life. So they might be, for example, not working during, you know, school pickup times, but then they're, they're working later at night. And because they have those flexible arrangements, they're, they're still feeling satisfied about that. So it's basically changed everything, Christy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so flexibility is one of the number one things about remote working, isn't it? That would be yes. beneficial for people. Absolutely. When, when you, you know, we've been talking a lot about, I guess, autonomy. It keeps coming up in our conversations, but mm. it's so, it's such a simple concept. But when you give people the right to choose, you know, when you give them a choice about how they want to work, where they want to work, when they want to work, they will usually do the best for them and the best for the organisation. You know, I think we have this idea, I think some business owners and managers have this idea that if you give people choice, they'll They'll do what's right for them, but not what's right for the company. And we don't see that again and again and again. We don't see that. Most people are going to do what's right for them and what's right for the company. And so what you end up with are workers who are super engaged, super satisfied, and they're doing great work. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute win-win. That's really, really true. So... In terms of conveniently for this particular conversation, you also co-own a co-working space yes. in Melbourne. And we did a shout out for Higher Spaces in an episode before. Maybe um, you could share a little bit about your inspiration of starting a co-working space at the beginning. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I do own a co-working space with my partner, um, Shu Tan. And uh, so maybe I'm a little bit biased about co-working, but, but the reason we even got into this industry is not because we love real estate, because, <laughs> you know, it's, we're not, you know, you know, we're not real estate magnates or anything like that. We actually got into this industry because both of us are passionate about changing people's ideas about how they work. So both Shu and I, um, are proponents of human-centered design when it comes to working. We both love flexibility in work. We've experienced that ourselves in our workplaces. We've both, we've both managed teams for many years and experienced a lot of different workplaces. And we could see the benefits when you give people that flexibility. And also when you provide an environment that's optimal to the way that people feel 
uh, motivated and and also uh, is conducive to well-being. I, I kept looking at, you know, and I was one of them, the hundreds of thousands of people that commute into the city every day and then all at the same time of day try to get out of the city and, you know, struggle through traffic, struggle with public transport. And it just never made sense to me, particularly when I'd go in, to work and most people, you know, would work by themselves on a desk and then go home. It just never made sense. And so so what I, a lot of the work that I've done over many years is actually, you know, trying to help leaders to um, get their staff more engaged in the work that they're doing through mainly changing what leaders are doing, not necessarily changing what staff are doing, um, and, and really making teams more effective. And flexibility is part of that, you know, giving people the autonomy to work elsewhere, not be in the office all the time is, is important. And so co-working for us was really a passion around changing the way people work. And what we particularly did was sort of set out to make higher spaces a place where people really felt nurtured at work because that was important for us too. And I think it's not just because we're female leaders, because we are leaders and managers in our own right. And we could see that when you set up a nurturing environment, an environment which sort of tells people that you care about them, they feel um, supported, uh, they they have greater well-being, and you you get um, you know you get you get better better productivity out of people that way. You get more effective teaming out of people that way. So we wanted to set up a place that was beautiful, that made people feel like they're supported and we care about them. And we wanted to also to reduce stresses in the workplace. So we packed it with living plants and. Um, natural surfaces like plywood because you know all the research shows that when you're surrounded by nature and you're surrounded by natural surfaces it just reduces your stress without you it's at an unconscious level you don't even know it's happening but you feel better right and then the other thing we wanted to do was set a space where collaboration could take place so we we have we have very sort of I guess um configurable fit out in our co-working space where people have a lot of room, we have spacious desks, we have spacious rooms where, you know, we don't hardwire any of the equipment in. So you can take all the tables out, take all the furniture out, create a really great space for collaboration. I can, all the walls are whiteboards, you can use sticky notes, you know, we, we wanted to set up a space where really people feel like they can be creative and um, and collaborative. And, and then the last thing we wanted to do was um, really make sure that our community was going to have a place in, in our co-working space as well. So we, we set up spaces where you can have, you know, community events in the evening. You can um, absolutely, you know, have classes and, you know, and creative, um, you know, things happening in the space. So so all of that was part of our passion of also having a place that really symbolizes that you can bring your whole self to work, that you don't have to leave the things you're passionate about at home at home. You bring your whole self to work. It's a place where all of that can happen. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Every time I have been there, um, that 
is exactly it. It feels very homish, but it feels like an oasis at the same time.、Mm. And I'm not just doing a plug-in because we work together. <laughs> <laughs> but、uh, and we have a special offer later on for you listeners as well if you want to experience this oasis that we're talking about. But yeah, there's real intentionality of how you guys have. Built the space,、mm. and we we do have a lot of men working there as well. We do, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, we do. We have、yeah. more men than women for some reason. I don't know it's why. It's true. It's、yeah. so interesting to me、mm-hmm. though, because like I was really attracted to the fact that there was two females who really cared about you know how people work, and I think that's how I was like, this is a good place for me to be in. And then it was interesting. I I really thought it would be very female oriented, actually, but.、Mm. Yeah, it's funny. Like one of the units are most predominantly men, if not、yes. men. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, exactly. there's no yes. Whichever gender, it's you're all welcome. Yeah, and you absolutely feel the benefits. So for people who are not in Melbourne, where we're at, and、mm-hmm. where all these co-working spaces are at. Um, how can co-working, you know, how can they find co-working spaces around the world? And、mm. in terms of, you know, how can they balance now, especially with so much remote work going on?、Mm. And if home isn't exactly a place, how can people negotiate with their work on going to a co-working space? Yeah, that, that's a good question, Christy, because I think that it is actually about,、um, you know. You yourself having a sense of what what you want and、mm. and being able to voice that.、Uh, you know, people are doing this at a company level too. So lots of companies are also creating different types of policies where they're saying, you know, they've had this experience of of people working remotely. It's worked really well. Let's just change the company to you know a hundred percent remote. So for example.、Um, I think Redbubble are an, a company that are, have gone 100% remote now.、Yeah. Uh, uh, Microsoft, I think, are also 100% remote. And what、mm. that means is that you don't have to be in the office; you can be anywhere else. And part of anywhere else could be a co-working space, because we know that not everyone、um, has an optimal environment at home. You may be like, you know, during COVID, I know a lot of people. We're working on their kitchen tables, and that that's fine for a little while. It might not be great for the long term. So, what a lot of companies are doing are giving, for example,、uh, their workers a budget where they can either fit out their own office at home,、uh, and or use that budget for a co-working space. And a co-working space can be really ideal for for people because. You don't even have to be a full-time member at a co-working space. Most co-working spaces will have a flexible option where you can be there, you know, part of the week. You don't have to be there every day. So for some people, you know, an ideal situation will be to be in a co-working space, you know, two or three days a week, and to be home the rest of the time, or in the office the rest of the time.、Um, the other,、um, The other flexibility, and you know, for example, Higher Spaces offers this too. You can book a desk for an hour or a day. So it's it, it may be that some people want to go to a co-working space after they've dropped the kids at school,、uh, and they want to go to an office to work, but they don't necessarily want to go to an office in the city. They don't want to commute. They want to stay in their neighbourhood. And your best ideal workplace will be a co-working space in your neighbourhood. So there are lots of co-working spaces around,、uh, 
Um, I'm happy to recommend people in Melbourne to some really great co-working spaces that I know about, um, but they are all over the world. So there are many, many um, co-working spaces um, globally that um, basically you, you can Google in your local area mm -hmm. and there will be a co-working space. And the way to kind of pitch this to your company or, or if you are a business owner, the things to think about is the reduced cost. So we know that uh, whenever an organisation has an office space, uh, for every individual staff that they need to um, accommodate, it's probably they're probably spending around about you know fifteen hundred um, Australian dollars a month, and so we know they can, and that's a minimum. So we know that you can have a very reduced rate by by looking into co-working. Co-working will reduce that by about a third. So so there you go. So there's 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 reduced costs. There's also less hassle when when your workers are not uh, in an office, um, you know, when everyone is in an office together. So a lot of co-working spaces reduce the hassle of all of those outgoing things that you don't have to worry about. They they take care of the coffee and the tea and the milk in the fridge and the cleaning and you know all of those things but they also take care of the culture they usually have learning events they usually have social gatherings they link people to interesting um you know information so there's lots of other things that co-working management does that you don't even have to think about anymore um and and you know at higher spaces we even have a business coaching service where we will coach your staff so you know all of those things are in, usually included in a co-working package um, the other thing the other benefits are that uh, when you're in a co-working space you will connect with people who are outside of your business or outside of your company maybe in a different industry um, or or maybe you know in, in the same industry but in a different organization and so those connections are really valuable they often spark a lot of innovation between people so to give you an example in our co-working space we had a landscape uh, commercial landscape company and then we had another company that that does um, helps um, um, developers sort of navigate that terrain around disability regulations when you're building. So they they were both kind of working with architects and in and builders. And so they actually did collaborate on a tender together. So it's it's things like that where they may not have even come across each other or known about each other if they weren't in the co-working space together. So those kind of um, benefits are, you know, so, um, you know, the return on investment is so clear, they're so tangible that often you can really easily build a case for um, your company to, to include co-working as part of their flexible workspace arrangement. Um, and then I guess the last thing um, is that for some people, you know, working at home has been great, but it also has meant that they some people find it difficult to navigate that boundary between work life and home life because work work is now you know being done at home so for some people they really do need a physical space to 
you know, create that boundary for them. And we know that from our co-working members, a lot of our clients say that, that they just need somewhere to go. Otherwise, they can't turn off if they're working from home and, and they end up working all the way through the night. And we know that that's not good for any employee. It's not good for you to not have a boundary between um, your working life and then your leisure or home or family life. You do need to have time for you in your in your day and your week you need to have time for others and you need to have time just to you know away from screens away from work just to recover and recuperate do something joyous like that's all important and um and we know that that health and well-being is such an important um consideration for um for business owners and employees that's right so we've provided a little bit about the benefits. Ask us any questions if you're curious about co-working. And today we also have a special podcast gift for you, just yes. for listeners, our first one ever. So if you're in Melbourne or one day in the future visiting, we would like to meet you and give you a complimentary day at Higher Spaces. So all that Oasis stuff you've been hearing about, you can experience it yourself for a complimentary day and we'll set up a morning or afternoon tea because we want to meet you and treat you there's a link below and the special code is podcast in capital letters one word just type it in in the link and that's all you have to do to get this offer and by the way i just want to say the password won't be in the description just to avoid hackers <laughs> on our end yeah but yeah we really appreciate your support as we just started this podcast and we want to express it so please take up this offer and thanks for listening, everyone. As always, looking forward to connecting with you next time. Are you currently working in a co-working space? Let us know. Please send us your comments and questions at josephine at gearforgrowth.biz, which is in the description also. We appreciate you and hope you found this episode useful. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. Take care. <laughs>